Hey guys, recording studio loser podcast, resident loser, Jeremy, back. I'll spin your web of silken dreams while you lie in my arms, and I'll hold you till the morning light. So rest your head, close your eyes, drift into the unknown, and I'll be there to take... So that's a new record out... Uh, that's an artist, Rebecca Rodden, and her new album, Simple Soul. Go check it out. At least as of uh, October 2018, it's new. <laughs> that was a fun record to record. I think I'm going to maybe see if we can talk about the process of recording and what that can look like as far as different approaches uh, from different artists and songwriters and bands and the different angles you can take to make a record because that one was it was interesting I don't it's neither good nor bad I don't want to say that there are definitely uh, some passionate moments <laughs> from, from either myself from Rebecca or from the uh, artists or the musicians she had playing on the record um but i'm i think i would take a situation like that where you're not fighting you're not having like a bad experience recording by any means but emotions are high the whole time (laughs) and though it can kind of seem stressful i feel like you make some pretty cool art in moments like that anyway so today what I wanted to talk about was just something really quick Um, I want to talk about one of the things that really took I feel I mean if you're a fan of my drum sounds I guess um I feel like took my ability to record drums. Let's just leave it there. My raw drum sound as recorded in the room that took that over the top. Um, Whether or not, you know, if you, if you hear some of my productions and you like the drum tones or not, um, let's leave that out of it because that's kind of my mixing skills, which I'll be the first to say aren't the greatest, but... Um, I do feel like my tracking of drums is pretty good. And a lot of times that's why, uh, people tend to come back. Um, there's certain little things in the room that end up surprising people. I think we can make the room sound much larger than it really is. Um, not through any software or any under the hood stuff, but literally just by where we're putting mics and using the building, um, to the advantage but that said i think um understanding polarity on a drum kit and how that interacts with the mechanics of a speaker uh really was where i made my biggest gains in drum recording so let's talk about that i think there's uh even i get confused 
and how we talk about these terms like phase, polarity, um, phase shifting, all that fun stuff. Basically, phase is a relative term. You can't have one signal and have it phasing something. It's only how it interacts. And phase can be caused by a delay when the polarity of two signals is either misaligned or delayed, um, either electrically, mechanically. Uh, and phase is only caused by the relationship of two or more signals that deal with a similar source. I don't even want to say the same source because sometimes that's not even the case when you get uh, guitar players who can just kill it. Sometimes on an acoustic pass or an electric pass when you're doing doubles and these guys are so on it, you can end up with phasing because they're playing almost identically what they played the pass before. And that's another topic for another time. Let's start from the beginning here. So when we're setting up drum mics, I have my go-tos and that stuff changes. You know, when I get bored and I want to try something else, I'll toss another mic up, see what happens. Um, and basically, I always start from the last place that seemed to work. So I think from a long time ago when we did our last uh, podcast about drums, some of that setup has changed. Uh, some mics have come, some mics have gone but the overall general idea is the same nine times out of ten i have a mic inside of the kick drum i have a mic outside snare top and bottom hi-hat mics on the toms overheads sometimes two sets of overheads to get different complementing sounds out of the kit a whole slew of room mics i love room mics uh, so normally i'll do like a room close whether that's mono or stereo sometimes a room crush Room mid, which is really just in, in my room, I two mics set in a figure eight that are perpendicular to the kit. So they're really kind of miking the wall they're sitting along, I suppose you could say. And then there's a mic very, very far from the kit. It's not in a direct shot at all um, in a big old tile room. Normally that's how I can get just the place to sound massive is, is turning up that mic alone. Um, when we're going through and I'll make sure the drummer's comfortable. If I have a good relationship with the drummer, I'll set up mics while they're setting stuff up. If I'm in his or her way, normally that person will tell me or just move it. And it's fine because we have a relationship like that. But if it's somebody I haven't worked with before, I want to see how they set up their drum kit. And then I'm going to start moving mics in. And then we can have that quicker talk about, hey, can we see, can we move this hi-hat up a couple inches? Can we move this? And you never want to get somebody uncomfortable. However, there are some things especially if they want a certain particular sound out of their drum kit sometimes moving those symbols up or what you need to do to get that so there's always a compromise and you have to see what the player is comfortable with what sounds good under the mic and blah 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 once you start getting sounds i'll go through the entire kit you know just make sure level's good i'm not looking for sounds because i can listen to a kick soloed only so much before i totally lose context of how it sounds in every other mic so um i'll go through and get general levels make sure nothing's peaking then i'll i'll start working on it with the entire drum kit on uh, sometimes i'll listen to it without the rooms or just the rooms or you know whatever get the levels where they need to be and and do general polarity switches on things to make sure you i mean a, a quick and dirty way to see if things are in phase with each other hit that polarity button and if you end up with more bass you're probably tilting towards the less phasey side of the spectrum but that's not always true i mean always trust your ears in this method 
like I said, the whole thing about this podcast rules are meant to be broken. So this is just one thing I found to work. Once you're finished with all that, you have the best sound you think you can get without getting super surgical about it. Um, then I will have a drummer do like a four on the floor thing. So kick, snare, kick, or like a bread and butter type of beat. Like, I just want to see just the bare transients of what's going on. So I will zoom all the way in on that kick. And if I have like two or three mics on the kick, I want to make sure all of the polarity of each one of those is going in the same direction. Along with looking at how it looks in the overheads. Is the polarity the same there? Is the polarity the same in the room mics? Same with the snare drum. And if you start to get things that are not in phase with each other, like you can physically see it, sometimes you need to use your ears and really check. If it's heading towards the positive side on the actual transient, but it starts negative on a room mic, maybe that's not a bad thing. However, what I will say, the big aha moment for all this for me was thinking about how all that relates to how a speaker functions. And <laughs> if a speaker is wired correctly, positive polarity, that speaker is going to push towards you. So it's pushing air at you. Um, same thing with a negative polarity. Keeping in mind, if your speakers are wired correctly, it's going to retract that speaker back away from you. I guess you can kind of, if you're, if you picture yourself looking at some speakers and right now I'm looking at my studio monitors to make sense of this in my head. But if it's, if it's a positive polarity on a signal, which means that waveform is going up in most cases, then that's, it should, in theory, that speaker should come at you with that transient. So it's pushing air towards you. So if you can line up your drum kit with every transient in the positive and the whole kit is in phase with each other, like the, the phase relationship is good. I mean, obviously it's never gonna be perfectly in phase across every single microphone. Um, and that's okay. Sometimes things getting a little weird can be kind of cool and that can be your friend. Um, but making sure it's positive in polarity, so it's always pushing at you, that's gonna get you a pretty cool drum sound only because of the mechanics of how that speaker works i mean think about it if you're sitting listening to music uh what has more impact like air being pushed at you or even even earbuds and headphones i mean uh if, if things are coming at you rather than being like sucked away from you because even with your headphones on there's going to be gradual pressure changes right so it's physically moving air and that air is being picked up as vibrations in your ear and that's being changed to what you can hear. So there is a, like a subconscious side to this thoughts behind all of this, but yeah, when that, when that kick drum hits, I want that air to just smack me in the face. Um, just like if you're playing live, you know, you don't want to feel like everything's being sucked away from you. You want it to come and hit you. Um, same with that snare drum. And I feel like if you approach your whole kit sound in that way, it's it's really, pardon the pun, impactful. Because <laughs> now you have that speaker moving um, towards the listener. Everything's happening towards the listener, not away from them. And it's a subtle difference, really, when you're trying to take it apart and trying to listen to the differences but when everything's together in the whole mix man it sounds cool uh just screw with that polarity and think about how that interacts with the listener and 
keeping in mind all rules are meant to be broken. There's sometimes if you can think about how that speaker is going to react in a certain way, you can use that to your advantage. Um, maybe you want things to pull away from the listener and you want kind of this big shift in how things work. And I've actually, I've tried that before where we want like a, a verse or a down chorus to sound like it's I don't know, something's different and sometimes even just doing that uh like flipping the polarity on the entire thing so now it's pulling away from you is enough of like a shift to really engage somebody really quick and then i guess now you're really getting into i guess neurological physiological differences of this stuff and maybe i'm thinking way too hard about this but once i kind of sit back and start listening to the raw drum sounds they sound really cool if you just get that stuff right um and it's a lot easier for you to kind of test other methods and and screw with tuning and stuff it's one of those mechanical things if you can get that right you can know when to break that rule and you can also just kind of focus on the creative side of the drum kit you know how do you want this to sound how's it going to sit into your mix and you don't have to worry about it because all that other stuff is is fine Basically, if you give yourself a good foundation for this stuff to work on, everything else comes so easily. So anyway, that was my quick tip Tuesday. Uh, Something's worked really well for me. Give it a try. Uh, Let me know what you think. All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, here, let's listen to this tune again. Let's check it out. Uh, Again, this is Rebecca Rodden. Her new album, Simple Soul. Check it out. I'll spin your web of silver. 